I'm Pastor Danielle Casey, and we welcome you to worship where you are with Triumphant Love Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas, on this Baptism of Our Lord Sunday. Just a few announcements and reminders. We continue to gather your prayer requests for our service, so send those in to us via email or calling the church office. We also thank you for continuing to send in your offering, and we especially appreciate you sending in your 2021 commitment cards to us, whether that's through snail mail or online. Please make that your New Year's resolution for this new year. And finally, our annual meeting is coming up on January 31st. We will also have some workshops preceding that, so take a look back at the announcement slides or in your e-news for information. And now we begin our service with a thanksgiving for baptism. Blessed are you, O God, maker and ruler of all things. Your voice thundered over the waters at creation. You water the mountains and send springs into the valleys to refresh and satisfy all living things. Blessed be God, now and forever. Through the waters of the flood, you carried those in the ark to safety. Through the sea, you led your people Israel from slavery to freedom. In the wilderness, you nourished them with water from the rock, and you brought them across the river Jordan to the promised land. Blessed be God, now and forever. By the baptism of his death and resurrection, your son Jesus has carried us to safety and freedom. The flood shall not overwhelm us, and the deep shall not swallow us up. For Christ has brought us over to the land of promise. He sends us to make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Blessed be God now and forever. Pour out your Holy Spirit. Wash away sin in this cleansing water. Clothe the baptized with Christ and claim your daughters and sons. No longer slave and free, no longer male and female, but one with all the baptized in Christ Jesus, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We sing. Your people created, chosen by God, and we're washed ever gently in mercy.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Holy God, creator of light and giver of goodness, your voice moves over the waters. Immerse us in your grace and transform us by your spirit, that we may follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I now invite our young people to gather around to join me for a children's message. It's good to be with all of you today, wherever you are, because today is a very special day in the church, which you might be able to tell from the different colors you see in our pyramids and in my stole. You can see a lot of white and gold. You probably also have seen lots of blue representing water, because today is the day we celebrate Jesus' own baptism. And we give thanks also for our own baptisms. So how many of you out there can remember your own baptism? I know I can remember mine, but many of you may have been babies and not able to remember it for yourself. So you might have to ask someone to tell you about your baptism or show you pictures of that special day. There's a chance if you were baptized here at Triumphant Love within the last couple of years that I was the one that baptized you. But whether or not I was there, I can guarantee you that it was a very special and amazing day. Because when someone is baptized, God shows us just how much we are loved and forgiven and welcomed. And through baptism, we become brothers and sisters. We become children of God. So today we hear the story from Mark about Jesus' own baptism. And it too, as it turns out, was a very special day. In fact, Mark tells us that the heavens were torn apart and that the Spirit descends like a dove onto Jesus. And the voice of God can be heard saying, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. So I wanted to talk a little bit about those words, the heavens were torn apart. Because Mark tells this story a little bit differently than Matthew and Luke who say that the heavens were opened. Torn apart and opened are some pretty different things. For example, if you open a book, you can close it back up. If you open a door, you can 
put it back together where it was once again. But if you tear open a box with wrapping paper on it, you can't really put that back together. Not in the same way, even if you use tape, can you? If you, say, tear a hole in your pants playing on the playground, you can't exactly put that back together in the same way, even if, say, you stitch it up or put a patch on it. In baptism, not just for Jesus, but for us too, I believe, God tears apart the heavens and comes down to meet us in these special waters of baptism. God comes to us with love and mercy and forgiveness and welcome. God comes to us calling us brothers and sisters, children of God. So ask someone today to tell you about your baptism and where they can remember that the heavens were torn apart with love for you. Will you pray with me? Our hands we fold, our heads we bow. It's time to talk to God now. Dear God, thank you for tearing apart the heavens with love for Jesus and for us. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. We turn now to our readings for today. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when fire kindles brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right those who remember you in your ways. Word of God, word of life, thanks be to God. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. While Apollos were in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, no, we have not even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. Then he said, In, Into what then were you baptized? They answered, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit became, came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about twelve of them. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the gospel.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sin. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandal. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven you are my beloved, my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We sing. No shepherds, no angels, no magi, no star, no Mary and Joseph, not even a baby. Mark's story does not begin like that of Matthew and Luke with the birth of Jesus. Instead, it begins at a river. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. No poetry, no theological discourse, no cosmic wonder. Mark's story does not begin like that of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh and lived among us. No, instead, Mark's story begins with the tangible, the ordinary, in baptism. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Jesus traveled to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, just like all those people from the Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem. Jesus came just like them, just like us. 
Jesus held his breath and went under the water and came up just like them. And I wonder if Jesus noticed the sky before he was plunged into the water that day. I wonder if he noticed anything different in the heavens as he leaned back against John's arm. Whether he did or not, we know he saw the heavens differently once he came back up. Mark tells us he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. Apparently, in that moment, only Jesus saw the heavens being torn apart. But we are let in on this secret, this little secret between God and Son. But there's something about Mark's word choice here that is particularly startling. It's not just that this moment was for Jesus' eyes only, but it is also the drama, the power, the energy described in this moment. That Jesus saw the heavens torn apart. Matthew and Luke use much softer language, saying the heavens were opened, but not Mark. Mark uses this Greek word schizo, from which we get words like schism. It's an interesting word choice in that torn apart is not at all the same as open. You open a door, later you can close the door. The door looks the same, works the same, but something torn apart cannot be so easily closed. A door torn off its hinges never quite looks the same or works the same again. It is changed forever. So I don't think Mark uses that word schizo lightly. I think he knew full well what he was doing when he chose it. Perhaps he remembered the words of the prophet Isaiah that we heard moments ago when Isaiah pleaded with God just after Israel's exile into Babylon, saying, Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down, so that the mountains would quake at your presence, to make your name known to your adversaries, so that the nations might tremble at your presence. Now, in this moment, Isaiah's plea has been answered. But nobody from the countryside of Judea yet knows it. No one from all of Jerusalem is any the wiser. Now Isaiah's plea has been answered. But John even hasn't the foggiest idea of it. But that didn't mean that nothing had changed. For in that moment when the heavens were torn apart, the Spirit descended like a dove on Jesus. And he heard a voice from heaven saying, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. Now Isaiah's plea has been answered. The heavens have been torn apart and God has come down. The heavens were torn apart, and they would never be closed again. God came down and would never leave again.
but only Jesus yet knows this little secret. When I was little, I loved looking up at the stars at night that filled the sky. And I remembered once as I was gazing up, I asked, what are the stars? I remember my grandmother answering me, the stars are places where God has opened the heavens. Why would God want to do that? I think I asked. Because she picked me up and stuck me in her lap and said, because God loves us so much that God opens the heavens trying to get to us. As I hear Mark's words today, I realize she was right. Sort of. God does love us enough to open the heavens in order to get to us, but God isn't content making little woodpecker holes in the sky in order to do so. No, Mark tells us that God loves us so much that God tears open the heavens, rents the heavens asunder just to get to us. But the heavens were only the first step in God's plan. Because we see in Jesus' ministry that many things were torn apart so that God could get close to us. Right from the start, Jesus is tearing things apart, tearing up the town, so to speak. He tears apart the chains that bound people, demons and illness and sin. He tears apart the things that separate us from one another, rules of cleanliness and purity, rules of society and culture. He tears apart the hardness that covers our hearts. He tears apart our expectations about the Messiah. Isaiah's plea has been answered. God tears open the heavens and comes down. Through Jesus, though, everyone noticed this time and the nations did tremble not just rome but jesus own israel as well jesus tears apart everything that separates us from god and nothing would ever be the same again god came down in jesus and nothing would ever be the same again. Of course, it didn't always seem that way. It didn't seem that way on Good Friday. Because there was Jesus hanging on the cross. Judas had betrayed him. Peter had denied him. Most of the disciples had scattered and fled except for the women Mary Magdalene and the other Mary and Salome, Mark tells us. It was they who stood there and watched as he was mocked and taunted. They watched as he cried out and died. And perhaps they silently shouted Isaiah's play to God once again. Perhaps they questioned, where is God now? 
And as that question passed through the thoughts of the women, as that question hung in the ominous air of that dark day, God answered once again. For Mark tells us, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now this curtain was no ordinary thing. This curtain hung in a special place within the temple. It surrounded the Holy of Holies, the place where no human was allowed to go except one priest once a year on the Day of Atonement. This is the place where the Jews believed God actually resided. And now this barrier that separated God from God's people was no more. This barrier that allowed us to pretend that God could be closed up and tucked away was no more. This curtain had been torn apart just like the heavens, and nothing could ever be the same again. God came down and would never leave again. So yes, the first time something was torn apart, only Jesus could see it. The next time things were torn apart, everyone could see, and it got Jesus killed. This time, as the curtain was torn apart for all the world to see, a centurion standing there near the cross declared, truly this man was God's son. God is loose in the world, and nothing can ever be the same again. Through baptism, God is loose in our lives, and we will never be the same again. But it's not just the gospel author, Mark, who told me that, but also my friend, Mark, who is both a pastor and an astronomer. You see, I never got over my love of stargazing, and one night during a seminary retreat, I noticed this fuzzy, dark, cloudy, jagged line that stretched completely across the heavens above me. I asked Mark, what was that? And he said, it is the edge of the Milky Way. This time, on a clear night, with a new moon, if you look closely, you can see it too. The scientist in me, of course, understands that it is billions of hazy stars from across our galaxy. But if you are filled with childlike wonder and faith, you will know what it really is. The place where the heavens were torn apart by God's love for us. This time of the year, when the Christmas lights have stopped twinkling, we might begin to wonder with those women at the cross, where is God? This time of year, when the world can seem as cold as the night air, we might begin to wonder, has God left us? This time of year, when the coronavirus pandemic rages on across the world, we might begin to wonder, where is God? But if we gaze up at that jagged place in the sky, we will remember what Mark knows. 
the heavens were torn apart and they will never close again. God came down and will never leave again. Amen. We sing. Wash, O God, our sons and daughters, where your cleansing waters flow. Number them among your people, bless as Christ less long ago. Lord of creation, with confidence in your never-ending care for us, we pray for the world, the church, and all in need. Dear God, help us to practice justice, generosity, and care for your creation, sharing our resources with others who have few or who have lost resources or productive land as a result of natural and human-caused disasters. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Holy Spirit, give us faith to live in the promises of holy baptism. Give us purity of heart and life and strength to serve and please you in our daily lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of strength and refuge, you have bound us in a common life. In all our conflicts, help us to confront one another without hatred, bitterness, or violence. Help us to listen for your voice that breaks through the chaos and help us to work together with mutual respect and hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Healer of our every ill, as the pandemic continues, we pray for doctors, nurses, emergency responders, and healthcare workers who need renewal, strength, and our gratitude as they serve at great personal risk and sacrifice for the sake of our health and well-being. We pray that the vaccine will lessen the dangers to all of us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comforter, we pray for those who long for companionship, grieve the loss of a loved one, or mourn a broken relationship. Be near to all who long for your presence. Help us always to be ready to give help and comfort to those in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we pray that you hear now the prayers of concern and joy of our church. We lift up our prayers of thanksgiving for our Lutheran ministry, especially for Lutheran World Relief, celebrating 75 years of partnership for the sake of the world, and for the birth of Samuel Wyatt, great-grandson of Michelle and Ken Knight. We pray for those in need of healing, especially for Myron, Brody, Bolton, Verna, George, Mark, Kelsey, Tom, and Cheryl. We pray for those battling COVID-19 across the country and around the world, for those who mourn the loss of loved ones, especially the friends and family of Angie Gallagher, and for Jan Vardaman and the loss of her mother, Dorothy, and for those in our hearts and minds now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of creation, into your hands we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And the peace of Christ be with you always. Please share a sign of Christ's peace with those around you and with those you meet throughout your week. Your continued support of our ministry during this unprecedented time is greatly appreciated. You can mail in your offering or use this time to set up online giving. Simply go to tllc.org and click on the Give tab. Or use our Give Plus text feature to give your offering digitally. Simply text the amount you wish to give to 512-357-7693 and then follow the secure payment instructions. You unravel me with a 
Let us pray. O God, receive these gifts as you receive us, like a mother receives her child, with arms open wide. Nourish us anew in your tender care, and empower us in faithful service to tend to others with this same love, through Jesus Christ, our saving grace. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, he was shown forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son, and in the miracle of water turned to wine, he revealed your glory. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. our living water and our merciful guide together with rivers and seas wells and springs we bless and magnify you you led your people israel through the desert and provided them water from the rock we praise you for christ our water of life who joined us in our desert pouring out his life for the world in the night in which he was betrayed our lord jesus took bread and gave thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Pour out your Holy Spirit on this food, and on all the baptized gathered for this feast. Wash away our sin, tear open the heavens and come down, that we may be revived for our journey by the love of Christ. Amen. Gathered into one by that same Holy Spirit, we pray as Jesus taught. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
We now invite you to share the bread and wine or juice you have gathered at your home altar. And those not receiving the elements may receive a sign of blessing on the forehead. This is the body of Christ given for you and the blood of Christ shed for you. Let us pray. Christ Jesus, at this table, we have feasted on your very life and are strengthened for our journey. Send us forth from this banquet nourished in body and in spirit to proclaim your good news and serve others in your name. Amen. And receive the blessing. God, the creator, strengthen you. Jesus, the beloved, fill you. And the Holy Spirit, comforter, keep you in peace, now and forever. Amen. We sing.
Before we dismiss a final reminder to join with us for our annual meeting workshops on the 17th and 24th and for the annual meeting itself on the 31st and now go in peace be the light of Christ thanks be to God thank you for listening to our message today we are triumphant love Lutheran Church and are affiliated with the Southwest Texas Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. We are located in Austin, Texas. You can follow us on our website, www.tllc.org. We look forward to you seeking us out as our podcasts progress and further episodes are added. You have a great day, and may the Lord be with you.